Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 323, Interstellar. My name is Jason. <laughs> My name is Eric. Hello, Jason. Hello, Eric. How are you? <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. What What are we doing? <laughs> we're We're doing the podcast. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got confused. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it was your movie pick. <laughs> True it was. So I, uh, you know, as we always do, I read the title of the episode of Why the would... movie that you picked. I don't, I don't remember picking Interstellar. No, you picked Interstellar for sure. It's recorded That's... and everything. Why would I? That's weird because I, because I hate that movie. I know. I thought it was weird too, but you know, you said, "Hey, let's." I'm going to give it another shot. Maybe I'll have a different opinion this time. Hold on, did you say my name was Jason? No, my name is Jason. Your name is Jason. Yes. What's my my name is my name is what's my name? Uh, I believe your name is Joe. Oh, hi. Hi. Hi Jason. Jason? Yeah. I thought your name was Eric. No, it's never been Eric. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, all right. Well, I guess uh I guess my mistake. Yes. Um, we can, we can, we can, can keep, I don't know if you want to cut this stuff out. Um, but, but we can, we can, can keep going. Inter- Interstellar. Yeah. Is definitely the movie that I watched. Because uh-huh. I yes. picked it. I, exactly. Uh, Appar- apparently. I mean, why wouldn't you have watched it? I don't know. I mean, I, I, you, I, you clearly picked the movie, Joe. I don't I don't remember remember that. I don't remember picking Interstellar. Yeah, you did. You're uh, Jason? You, uh-huh. Huh. Yep. Okay. Always always been Jason. Okay. I've never been anybody else. How's 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 your child? Fine. Oh good. <laughs> Any anything new uh, in that department, Jason? Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cool. Let's just move right along. <laughs> hey, Jeff. E- yes, yes, Jason. No, it's Eric. My name. Hey, what? My Hold name on. is Eric. Hold on. And and it's actually episode two thirty three, and the movie we watched is called Gaslight. And I apologize. I've been <sighs> gaslighting you. You son of a bitch. I know. <laughs> why Why would you do that to me? To what? I just want to drive you mad. You're trying to, trying to steal my rubies? I'm trying to steal your rubies, drive you don't, mad, and just control you in general. That's, I know, I don't like that. I would prefer it if you didn't do any of those things. <laughs> Interstellar is the movie that we're watching. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 uh, not. 
this movie is about uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> and Hathaway is in it, I believe, as well. Uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, I believe her name is Murph. Uh, but this is not in the Robocop universe. Um, and then, let's see, uh, surprise Matt Damon is also in this movie. Oh, that's a big spoiler. Uh, yeah, I, I said surprise. <laughs> Uh, is it a crossover with The Martian? It's not. No, it's different. Different Matthew, <laughs> different Matthew McConaughey stranded on an alien planet movie. Okay. And uh, everyone in the movie is stupid. <laughs> um, what else do I remember about Interstellar? <laughs> There's a bookcase, and. Uh, 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 that's pretty much it. All right. <laughs> Time dilation, <laughs> I think, is a thing. Oh, all right. By 10 centimeters? Yeah, something, yeah, you know, when, when the time is dilated 10 centimeters, you can travel through it. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Gaslights. <laughs> Oh, man. 1944. Oh, what a year. I know, right? (laughs) I guess. I guess. I don't know. A year before (laughs) the war ended. Yeah, a year before the war ended, so probably still not great. No, yeah, I guess not. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you know, D-Day was in 1944. Oh, okay. So, uh... Again, not great. Well, sure. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of movies where you got to go uh, fetch Matt Damon from somewhere. <laughs> D-Day. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, D-Day and, and this movie are the notable things from 1944. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, man, I am I am all thrown off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. My... It was. <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, you know, you you gotta you gotta get thrown off so that so that you can get going. <laughs> I, you know, I thought of this joke like three days ago, and <laughs> I've just been dying to do it. <laughs> But of course, as always, you never know exactly what's going to happen. So, absolutely, you know, I, I did absolutely. not know what your reaction was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was like when I when I said uh, uh, that this was the movie that I was picking, and there was no way I would let you tell me otherwise, and I got no response. <laughs> so I've been there. Sometimes, sometimes things uh, don't go the way you, you hope they will. I feel like I feel like we're doing fine right now. Yeah, we're, it's going great. I feel I feel good. That's good. I do too. <laughs> gaslight. Yeah, gaslight. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so you and I, other than uh, what we've just done to each other, uh, <laughs> have a have a gaslight uh, experience together. Do we? Yeah. We oh, man. have eaten at the Gaslight Cafe in Cincinnati. 
Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I was reminded when I went to the internet to look up uh, information about this movie, and that's the very first thing that popped up. Nice. And I was like, oh, I've eaten there. What show? Yeah, I had had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, it's a a quaint little bar, and and, uh, back in the day, bars were places that you could go to eat and have a drink, and... uh, you know, socialize with people, but those don't exist anymore. Was that was that by um, by a comic shop that we went to? Yes, it was. That's okay. I remember exactly where it is now. Yep. <laughs> uh, you gotta give me give me a frame of reference. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I can't remember the name of the comic shop, but it's on a corner. I know that. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> shit. What is it? Is it no, that's. Uh, Crap, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not up, up, and away. No. It's one that there's multiple of. Yes. Uh, I don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's also <laughs> next to a record store that I've been to multiple times as well. Yeah, that's a that's a nice, nice record store. Everybody's records? Yes. Okay. Yes, it, it is. Everybody's records are there. Okay. <laughs> they have everybody's records. I didn't, I didn't know if it was that or Shake It Records. No, Shake It is uh, way further down south. Okay. This is uh, Cincinnati geography, everybody. That's right. A city neither of us live in. I was going to say, I have, uh, I have also uh, been to the Gas Lamp District. Uh, in San Diego, which oh. is right across from the uh, the convention center where San Diego Comic Con is held, I bet there's uh, a lot of gaslighting that happens there. There's so much, especially at night, you wouldn't believe it. Yep, <laughs> so much gaslighting. <laughs> and of course, every time you know somebody turns on a second gaslight, you know, then uh, the first one dims a little. Right. Yeah. Naturally. Yep. Well, natural <laughs> gas. A thing, oh, yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> I will tell you, I, you know, so the movie hinges on that. Yep. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, probably something that people would have been familiar with in 1944. Uh, definitely not something that I was familiar with uh, before this movie, so I'm glad that they actually did take the time to explain it. Uh, well, I mean, it, it should sort be of. noted that uh, this movie, while came out in 1944, is also a period piece for that time. Right, that's true. Yeah, uh, they, uh, set, set in the late 19th century. Yes. We assume. We, we don't know for sure. But Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what I read was Victorian-ish yes. era. So. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-Jack the Ripper? I don't know. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, probably. I don't know. Although, <laughs> you know, there, there there seems to be a lot of people who uh, just uh, love the fact that there's murders happening. So, true. you know, who knows? Well, I mean, if you talk to Bloodthirsty Bessie, she'll tell you all about all of them. With glee. So, I mean, before we get into Bloodthirsty Bessie... Yeah, because we need to get into Bloodthirsty Bessie. Yes, we do. Uh, the 
if anybody introduces themselves to you as bloodthirsty whatever, and then immediately offers you a snack, uh, mm-hmm. don't take the snack. Do not take that snack. No. Uh, that person is not trustworthy. <laughs> I feel like to say the least. Yeah. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she's a woman traveling alone, so she didn't she didn't have anything to worry about. Sure, sure. Uh, everything's everything's fine. Everything's a okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess really the the whole point of the movie is essentially uh, be aware of your surroundings. It really is. Because yeah. she, she is not and suffers for it. <laughs> well, and when she when she becomes aware of her surroundings, uh, people think or, or tell her that she's lying. True. So, you know, it's not entirely on her. It's still a lot on her. Nah, I think you're victim blaming, Eric. <laughs> I don't know why you're why you're doing this. I'm just I, I'm not necessarily victim blaming, but I will say that mm, the, sounds like you are the the signs uh, of uh, uh, not necessarily wrongdoing at first, but uh, the the signs that something is off come very early and very often there there are red flags yes for sure <laughs> for sure oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but honestly I wrote, I, wrote, uh, uh-huh. I wrote i wrote at one point uh gregory sucks <laughs> yeah. very early on in the movie i wrote that so there he is uh yeah he's uh definitely not the hero of the story yeah um uh and i and i think also that is the other theme of this movie is that gregory sucks <laughs> it really really is uh yeah just like and it seems like he continues to find new ways to suck yeah throughout the movie i mean like, I'm not a great person. I mean, you know, I was literally just victim-blaming someone. Uh, True. And I you gaslighted were. one of my closest friends. Yeah. Um, but, uh... We're really rude. You know, like, pretty much all my horribleness is uh, just right there at the surface. Uh, Gregory finds new and exciting ways to, to get deeper and deeper into his. That's true, yeah. He, he masks it behind a facade of... Of uh, pretending to care. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, although when you really stop and think about it, this movie is just about a concerned husband Here caring we go. for his mentally ill wife. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess when you when you really think about it, <laughs> if if you were an asshole, you could see it that way. <laughs> I don't think you should see it that way, but you could. Uh, no, it is not about that at all. No, definitely not. Uh, it is about a criminal doing criminal things. Yes, criminally. Yes. And it is, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just because of, uh, you know, us being here in the year 2020. And uh, also, you know, living with the the term uh, of what gaslighting means now. Right. Uh, if, you know, 
this movie was a shocker to people in 1944 or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I mean, seems pretty obvious from the get-go. Oh, the the gaslighting seems pretty obvious? I mean, just... Uh, or just you know, the, the twist. Uh, there's, I mean... I don't know, is it a twist? I feel like it's... I guess it's not really a twist, because you, you... I mean, it's not explicitly stated, uh, but, you know, it's pretty heavily implied early on what is happening. Yeah, I mean... Uh, or at least, you know, the the some of the motives behind what's happening anyway. Like, so yeah, I guess in that respect, I don't know that it's it's really a twist. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's kind of what I was trying to get at there, was that, you know, it just seems early on very obvious that he is uh, he is up to no good. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't know the full extent of it, but, uh, uh, you know, it was also kind of fairly to guess the gist of what he at least did pre- pri- pre- uh, previous to... Uh, coming into uh paula's life yeah so you know this movie is 80 years old so we can probably spoil it yeah uh like i i feel like as soon as like it was probably not not quite their first interaction in the in the music studio but their their interaction uh outside or maybe it was i don't know it was one of their early interactions where i was like oh so he totally killed her aunt right (laughs) <laughs> like like no question he did this <laughs> just he's just shifty from the get-go yeah yeah uh I mean, for me i think the uneasiness started when he insisted on them getting married after only knowing each other two weeks well yeah that's uh yeah. that's that's certainly questionable as well i mean i i had a girlfriend for eight years and uh, marriage never even got brought up so you know <laughs> Not saying Brag. that one extreme is, you know, better than the other, but you know, it's slightly better than that other one. Right. <laughs> and also, I should not be the person that anybody looks to for guidance when it comes to relationships. I mean, is anybody really True. worth looking to? Yeah, well, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just fucking around trying to figure out Figure things out, making it up on the way on the as we go along. Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, she. Uh, there, there were definitely signs that uh, that Paula ignored along the way. Yeah. Uh, the the most obvious one is when she finds the letter, mm-hmm. and he flips his shit. Yeah. Uh, you know. It, a good criminal worth his salt would have just, uh, you know, gone on as if nothing was happening. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when you start looking shifty and screaming about things, <laughs> eh, you know, maybe I'm going to start to suspect that you're probably that guy in that letter. That's true. Yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> he he has no chill throughout the movie. None. <laughs> he just goes zero to 60. <laughs> calm to rage. At the drop of a hat. Or a letter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although the uh, the scene when they uh, are at the, the recital. 
mm-hmm. uh, the dinner party, whatever, where he uh, casually mentions that uh, his watch is missing uh, and essentially accuses her of stealing it. And yeah. she uh, starts flipping out. Uh, you know, that's also uh, another example of uh, zero to 60 there. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait, you mean on her part? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. But then again, she, by that point, had been uh, psychologically beaten down continuously, so. Yeah, no, just, it, there, there's there's so much about this that's just totally fucked up. Oh, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> just so much. <laughs> Just like locking, like he basically locks her away. Yep. Brainwashes her into into not wanting to leave the house. Uh, and then, yeah, when when they do leave the house, he he manipulates her into having this mental breakdown, which is all based on the previous psychological torture that he's that he's done. It's really this movie is infuriating. <laughs> Cause fuck that guy. Yeah, he's he's not good. He definitely not. <laughs> uh, so so the uh, I guess we should the the, the basic plot of it uh, is that uh, it starts out with uh, uh, a newspaper article, literally, mm-hmm. uh, about a woman who has been murdered, uh, and we are uh, introduced to. Uh, our main character Paula, uh, she, uh, you know, the the murdered woman was her aunt, and uh, she uh, is now being sent to Italy uh, because you know her only family has been murdered, right? Uh, and then uh, instantly uh, in Italy, uh, even though apparently like ten years had passed. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of weird time jumps that are sort of just implied in yeah. this movie. Uh, that that first one, I really could have used a uh, you know just a, a like a ten years later, you know. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. of them, like I can deal with because it was just sort of months at a time. Uh, but but a, a big jump like that, yeah, I need a little hint. Yeah. Uh, or you know an explicit statement of fact. Yeah, I mean that that first scene is sort of unnecessary. Um, like it, it could easily have just started, you know, With, ten years later or whatever, uh, and then we because because we get the information again. Yeah, later on. I agree with that. Uh, Though the, I guess it, it would have been kind of a boring way to start the movie with her <laughs> with her just like. Singing okay in a studio. <laughs> it's more sensational to open it with a murder. Sure. We could have opened it with the actual murder. That's true. But then that would have revealed the, the twist. Well, I mean, you, you hide the, the, the killer's face in the shadows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, are you a filmmaker? Uh, no. Are you Alfred Hitchcock? I might be. What? I've always been Alfred Hitchcock. What? <laughs> I'm gaslighting you. Hitch himself? (laughs) No, no, that's a different guy. He's a matchmaker who sets up Kevin James. I forgot. Wow. (laughs) I actually did forget all about that. My second favorite Alfred Hitchcock biopic. (laughs) 
Oh, man. <laughs> for the record, Excuse I've never me. seen that movie. <laughs> I've never seen that movie either. All I've right. seen the trailer for it. Yes, yes, as have I. That's, that's all you need to see, probably. Yep. Can't imagine any other reason to watch it. I mean, Kevin James has made such wonderful movies in the years following, <laughs> though, so maybe it's great. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's got a movie out now that I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see that one, too, to uh, be completely honest. Becky? Yes. yes. Yeah, the, the one where he plays a Nazi. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Yeah, all right. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe he's not a Nazi. I don't know. I know he's, he's, seen... he's like a killer. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the villain of the piece. Right, right. Maybe he's not a Nazi. Yeah, I mean, you know, not all villains are Nazis, but all Nazis are villains. True. Very true. Except for in Jojo Rabbit, <laughs> some of them it. are sympathetic. All right, haven't seen it. I've been thinking about picking it but also it's not readily available anywhere yeah not it's good i liked it a lot not cheaply anyway yeah yeah uh someday someday uh someday i'll probably just buy it on blu-ray when it's not 25 dollars. yeah there you go because i'm cheap <laughs> That's a lot for a movie. It really is. Though I was thinking about going out to buy the Blu-ray of Batman A Death in the Family, the interactive movie that came out this week. All right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I actually... I, Whoa. Uh, in a, uh, I, I went to Best Buy. And, Sorry. Uh, well, I, I had a technical problem. Oh, okay. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I just didn't hear the last thing you said. I said I went to a Best Buy. Oh, and, wow. Uh, are those I, still around? They are. And, uh, you know, uh, the only thing more pathetic than uh, the current uh, movie section at a Best Buy? What's that? The current music section at a Best Buy. Oh, man. I can imagine. <laughs> it's got to be tiny. It is literally the bottom of like a third of one of the racks holy shit yep and then uh, yeah yeah man remember i i mean it didn't seem like it was that long ago you could there were just rows and rows of music and movies at a best buy i know yeah i used to i used to love like going to best buy on my lunch break yep uh and and just you know browsing and and picking up some new releases and same yeah man those were the days. Those were. Now it's all digital this and and MP4 that. And <laughs> give me my give me my physical media. Get off my lawn. Hey, you know I like physical media. I do too. Except for music, because I just don't listen to music anymore. But yeah, I there I. Uh, yeah, when I do buy music anymore, it's mostly digital. There are still a few a few people that I'll buy physical media or physical music for. But yeah, most of that is... Because that just... I mean, movies take up space, but CDs take up a lot of space, too. Uh, Gaslight! Yes, Gaslight! <laughs> you know what we haven't talked about at all yet? Uh, Bloodthirsty Bessie? No, we've talked about Bloodthirsty Bessie a little bit. A little anyway. bit, yeah. Or, uh, talking about uh, teenage Angela Lansbury? Yes, 19-year-old Angela Lansbury in this movie. <laughs> yep. 
That is amazing. It was. When I saw her name in the credit, I said, what, really? Oh, I didn't see her name in the credits at, at, at the start? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I totally missed it. So, yeah, when she showed up, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> is that little baby Angela Lansbury? Yes, it is. And it was. <laughs> uh, she is a... I don't know what she is in this movie. I was going to say adorable, but she's not. She, I mean, she is Angela Lansbury as a 19-year-old. Yeah, kind of. So, you know, I mean, she, she... I mean, she is a Jason Timberverse. She is. Yeah, so there there you go. She did not write this one. It's true. Uh, um... Yeah, you know, she's uh she's sprung forth fully formed <laughs> as Angela Lansbury. She's great. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought just the she's doing like a super cockney accent and just killing it. Yeah. Um Yeah, she she was just uh just delightful to see. <laughs> I believe she was nominated for best supporting actress for this movie. Oh wow! So that's awesome. You know, yeah, you know, way to go, nineteen-year-old Angela Lansbury. Yeah. yeah, I think I I saw on IMDb this is her very first screen credit. Oh well, then even better. So, yeah, just fully formed out of the gate, like you said. Exactly, like <laughs> Athena from Zeus's head. <laughs> so on on the subject of Angela Lansbury's character, uh-huh. uh huh. What's she got going on? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I, I, like, for most of the movie, expected that uh, she would be revealed to be playing a part in the overall scheme of what was happening. Yeah, I definitely expected that as well. Uh, so, so the fact that she was not involved uh, threw me for a loop. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like she so like she's the she's a housekeeper, <laughs> yes, uh, or a servant or whatever for the the I forget their last name. It doesn't uh, matter. Anton, the Antons. That's right. Um, and then just like at night, she has a bunch of boyfriends. Yeah, I guess. And I guess the two of them are at least cops. Yeah. <laughs> Like so, yeah, yeah. She she has an interesting life that I wish we had, had uh, followed a little bit more. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I do. I, I don't know if I feel bad for her, but uh, you know, uh, at least one of the cops that she gets involved with is uh, kind of there under false pretenses. Which one? Uh, the second one, the 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 main one that we see the the beat cop oh yeah 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 you're right uh so so yeah so a detective gets introduced uh, into this story um uh played by uh, an american mm-hmm. joseph uh, cotton yes uh who uh basically sees uh the ingrid bergman uh playing paula out and about uh, back when uh, at the the beginning of the movie, when her husband will let her leave the house, right, uh, and uh, thinks that uh, she is uh, her aunt uh, who was murdered off screen mm-hmm. prior to the Alice, movie beginning. Alice, Alice yeah. Alquist. Yes, 
And uh, so he uh, you know, begins to suspect that something is uh, weird and uh, basically tells this cop uh, to uh, that he's going to have him reassigned to patrol in that general area. Uh, so that he can sort of be a spy for him. Right. I uh, guess I, I forgot the part where he was reassigned. I thought that he was the the same cop from earlier in the movie. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, because uh, Bloodthirsty Bessie, or whatever the hell her name was. Right. Uh, it's, it's Bloodthirsty Bessie Thwaites. Okay. <laughs> I wrote it down. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, she... Uh, she Winds up gossiping to, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, the character's name, uh, Joseph Cotton's character. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. Oh, uh, Brian something. Brian, there you go. Yeah, we'll just call him Brian. Sure. It was either Brian or Ben, I don't remember. It was Brian. Uh, cause, I don't know, it just felt more American that he's Brian. That makes sense. Although, you know, I mean, Captain Britain is named Brian, so, you know, that That's throws true. that out the window. And he is literally Captain Britain. Right? <laughs> and also, <laughs> well, not anymore, I guess. Well, yeah, uh, Betsy is now. Bloody yes. Betsy. <laughs> Bloody Betsy Britain. <laughs> That's going to be her new name coming out of X of Swords. I'm sorry, Ten of Swords. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, it's weird. I did spend uh, a good portion of my day, way more than I should have, uh, reading up about Psylocke. Yeah. Uh, to discover whether she was still, uh, Asian or not. Okay. I think the, the answer is yes and no, right? Uh, yeah, there's two of them now. Yep. Yeah. Cause there's Betsy who's back in her original body. Yes. And then there's Quanin. Yes. Who is also back in her original body as Psylocke. Yep. Yep. And and Betsy in her original body is now Captain Britain. Yes. Uh, although she still gets drawn sort of like she's Asian. Oh, does she? Uh, yeah, but artists are bad. That's true. Storm gets drawn like she's white. So, yeah, that's fair. Yep. And uh, it was like 20 years before I found out that Jubilee was supposed to be Asian. Yeah, it was a real long time before I realized that as well. Yep. I wonder how much of that was the animated series. Because <laughs> she's super white on the animated series. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, gaslights. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like I don't have a ton to talk about. Uh for it like it's it's a uh, i really enjoyed it i did too um i you know sometimes we play the uh, did you fall asleep during this uh, game mm-hmm. uh so i started watching this last night uh and fell asleep pretty much immediately okay uh but yeah i've had a rough couple nights so uh Today, I started it over again from the beginning and uh, watched it almost all the way through. And nice. uh, I didn't necessarily fall asleep, but uh, towards the end, uh, things got very quiet in the movie. Yeah. Uh, like when when uh, uh, Gregory is like skulking around in the attic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I may have nodded off 
once or twice in that scene. Okay. But I don't think I fully fell asleep. That counts. Yeah. yeah I, that counts as not falling asleep, I mean. All right. Yeah, I uh, I was definitely tired while I watched this movie, but I did not fall asleep. Well, that's good. All yeah, right. it, 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 held my, it held my attention really well. Um, and just was, I, I found it just, you know, really entertaining and, and just a, a tight little psychological thriller. Uh, I, I don't know that I would call it tight. I think it, you know, I, I mean, I say this about almost every movie could have been a half hour shorter. <laughs> sure. That's fair. Uh, it is fairly long. Uh, almost two hours. Yeah. But, uh. You know, uh, I was riveted most of the time. Uh, I would say partially because, you know, it was uh, me trying to figure out where is this going, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, even though, I mean, yeah. you, you kind of know where it's going, but, you know, I just it's the details. Yeah, I mean, I, I admittedly had, uh, like, there's sort of an offhand mention... Uh, of the jewel aspect of Alice Alquist's murder, yeah, uh, earlier in the movie, and then it's not really brought up again till towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had sort of forgotten about it, but yeah, like you know, trying to figure out, you know, what exactly is Gregory's goal here, right? <laughs> other than just to drive this woman insane, right? Um, you know, once once that becomes clearer, it's like okay, I can I can sort of tell where this is going now. Or have a better idea. I feel like his ultimate plan is just way too complicated, though. It is super complicated. Yeah. I mean, because apparently, you know, like Alice's house has been abandoned for over a decade. Right. And he has figured out a way to break into his own house after he's already moved in there. Yeah, which seems ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, couldn't he have just gone at any time in those ten years and just broken into the house and looked for the jewels? Probably. Instead of, you know, waiting ten years to, you know, gain the confidence of this woman in another country entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> seduce her, marry her, move into said house. Uh, even though she does not want to. Right. <laughs> uh, I've, I've always longed to live in a square. How about this specific square that you just happen to own a house in? <clears throat> and, and then, you know, slowly and methodically drive her crazy uh, so that he can look for the jewels? Yeah, basically. Which... You know, if everything that she owned could fit in the attic, seems like should have been that hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> it also seems like at like he could have just been like, "Hey, you know, I I and I, I guess you know he you know Paula doesn't want to talk about it because you know traumatic and whatnot." But, sure. But he could have been just like. Hey, so I read that there were uh, there were jewels that were never found. Wouldn't it be kind of fun to try and find those? Right. And then, like, they could <clears throat> they could do it together, and maybe it could uh, could bring Paula a little bit of closure about her aunt's murder. Sure. Or or even uh, hey, you know, 
we have all this old stuff from your aunt. Why don't we, you know, try to sell this off and, you know, have a little nest egg money. Right. Yeah. And let's go through it and inventory it. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, No. No. This this is why you and I are better criminals. That's true. (laughs) I mean, my my suggestion, uh, I guess both of our suggestions were just avoid the criminal activity part. Your, I guess yours was break in well, while it's empty for ten years. The, the initial one, yeah, sure, right. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna go through with the long ass crazy plan, like you know, cut some corners, you know, just just yeah. simplify things a little bit. Yeah, it's a very long con. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and there's also no guarantee that you're actually going to be able to drive somebody crazy. Right, that's true. What if it doesn't work? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, like, I I feel like he would have to have had... He would have to have had some indication uh, earlier, like, before he actually started, that she was, like, forgetful or, like... or, Or just otherwise manipulable. Right. And, uh, and we and we never see that. So. Not at all. Yeah. Who knows? Like the the whole thing kind of starts with the uh, oh you've been so forgetful, and uh, yeah. it's, that kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but it like almost everything else hinges on that one moment. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, it's very entertaining. It's very good. Uh, just yeah, it's a little long. A little bit. But, but yeah, uh, I, I'd say that uh, it kind of deserves its reputation as being a good movie. <laughs> I agree. But you know, you know what movie does not deserve its reputation as being a good movie? Is it Interstellar? Interstellar. <laughs> that movie is definitely way too long. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned before, everyone is an idiot. And uh, it's a bad movie. Period. <laughs> I'm really glad that we revisited it for this episode of Gutter Trash. I'm glad we did too. And it just firmly, uh, you know, uh, c- confirms my belief that Christopher Nolan makes bad movies. Yeah. No. Totally. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> What's what's bringing you joy? Uh, this <laughs> Aside conversation. From this. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, nothing. It's been a terrible fucking week. Yeah, um, and uh, this is this has been the only light I've had this week. So I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's it's I'm sorry that I'm at a bad week, or sorry that you are the. Uh, you are what is bringing me joy. Yes. It's <laughs> uh, on all counts. Well, you, 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 it's okay that you feel sorry about the first part. Uh, don't feel sorry about the second part. Okay. Uh, it, it is an absolute blast to get to talk to you every week. I, I enjoy it, too. I always look forward to it. Me as well. Uh, what's bringing you joy? Uh anything hmm. <laughs> new writer on the flash 
fill in. I feel like he's just okay. a fill in guy. Yeah. I did, um, read, but the uh, the, I, the first issue was pretty entertaining. I read it this week. Uh, it was uh, it was. <clears throat> it reminded me of a better time in comics. Yeah, in that definitely. it was just a fun, simple, done in one story. Yeah, yeah, it's a done in one story. It's a very sort of silver agey yeah concept. Um, it actually it reminded me of like a longer one of those uh, like the stories in those Walmart giants, mm-hmm. um, the sort of classic timeless. <clears throat> you know, put this in front of somebody and they'll get what it's about. Right. Um, so yeah, no that that was really fun. I, I do feel um, like there was a perfect opportunity to finally get rid of that shitty Flash costume, but uh, they <laughs> screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> like oh he, darn, he never gets the ring back. Yeah. <laughs> or or just hey he he can uh you know the trickster like you know rejiggers the ring and now he has a costume without all those shitty lines on over it <laughs> right i feel like at one point iris doesn't she say like well wally can just sort of speed speed force up a costume why can't you do that uh-huh. like he could have easily done that <laughs> yep i don't know uh but um, what is actually bringing you joy you know, uh, honestly, uh, I had a, I've had a pretty bad week too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay, so um, one thing that that's that is making me happy is uh, so we moved into this apartment uh, back in December, mm-hmm. uh, and I have a room that's my office. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I I work my day job in it, and then you know do do other stuff, other, other writing stuff as well. Um, and, uh, I feel like I sort of just threw it together when we moved in so that I would have it ready for me when my, when my job started up again. Right. Um, but, but, you know, in the past week I've been, uh, you know, finishing unpacking basically (laughs) after, after 11 months, uh, you know, I'm working on getting getting more stuff on the walls and getting stuff displayed that I want it to be displayed and and just generally straightening up a little bit. Um, so it's a very small thing uh, that is that is making me, if not if not happier, at least comfortable, more comfortable. Well, that's good. Uh, and and you know, just feeling like I can accomplish something is nice. So. So that's that's all I got. Yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. You know, uh, I also moved into to my new place, uh, you know, in December of last year. And uh, well, I would say I'm mostly unpacked. Like uh, I still have uh, like a room uh, that just has all my comics in it. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like all my comics. <laughs> And of which there are quite a few. The, there are a lot. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I would like to get it organized. I would like to shift uh, everything out of long boxes and into short boxes. And, like, put it together in some sort of order. And, you know, put up posters and decorate it. Uh, and make it, you know, like a room that people could go look at. You know, yeah. particularly, you know, my three friends who enjoy comics. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, and I, I still have never gotten around to it and it's still just cluttered and, 
It's impossible to find anything in there. And now with the cats, I can't leave it open because he will eat everything in there. Right. Because it's made of paper and cardboard. (laughs) And apparently those are his two favorite things to eat. Uh, so yeah, I, I am uh, a little envious that, uh, you are able to, you know, do something with your office. Um, I'm sorry. Eh, not your fault. I, I hope that eventually, uh, Chaco calms down a little bit and you are, you're able to, to do what you want with that room. Yeah, that would be nice. Cause it is def- it is nice to yeah. have a, have a, a, an organized space where you can find things and, and just enjoy the room. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I can't even leave my bathroom open because he will, you know, destroy the trash can in there or the rug. And uh, that's bothersome, too. So I also (laughs) hope he uh, calms down eventually. (laughs) Well, fingers crossed. Thank you. (laughs) Eventually that will be a thing that's making you happy. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Dude. (laughs) I hope it literally is a thing that it's like one day he's just like, you know what? I'm chill now. And yeah. <laughs> I can just say, hey, you know, Tuesday, Chaco became chill. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. Pet ownership. <laughs> yep. He is a monster. <laughs> uh, I knew oh. things were bad because as soon as I started watching the movie, he jumped on my lap and fell asleep. Which uh, usually means that uh, he's going to be wide awake while I'm actually doing the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, while he's asleep, he's probably really cute, right? Oh, God, he's adorable. Uh, you know, you know, we play the, uh, the, the, you know, did I fall asleep during this movie game? And half the times when I do, it's because he's sleeping on me and it's just real conducive to just taking a nap. (laughs) Oh, uh, Chaco. Yep. So, hey, I'm going to pick a movie if that's all right. You should absolutely do that. All right. So, for episode 234. Yes. Not uh, 324. Yes. Uh, uh, me, Eric. A, I am picking a movie for the podcast, The Viewmasters. Okay. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. It is a 1975 movie. Okay. Uh, called The Killer Elite. Ooh, okay. Starring uh, James Caan and Robert Duvall. Nice. Uh, it's. Uh, I thought that uh, there's a, a movie called Killer Elite with uh, like Clive Owen and. Jason Statham and someone else. I believe Yvonne Strahovski may be in that movie. She might be in that movie, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, I thought, oh, maybe this was like, you know, like that was a remake of, of this one. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's not. They just have okay. similar names. Interesting. Uh, so this is an unrelated uh, movie called The Killer Elite from 1975. Gotcha. And you said it's on Amazon Prime? I believe so. It was as of, like, a day ago. (laughs) Oh, what a fun game. (laughs) Uh, You know, it worked out for us with, uh, you know, the other one. It did. We'll figure it out if that happens again. (laughs) I think the newer Killer Elite is on Netflix, so... Yeah. If we can't find the old one. There we go. (laughs) 
Awesome. All right, the Killer Elite. Yes. I assume it's action-y? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I look forward to watching it. I, I don't know that we've we've done a straight-up action movie at this point yet. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I guess we haven't. Bumblebee was kind of close. Yeah, old Guard, maybe. Old Guard, yeah, it's probably the closest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, all right. All right, we will uh, talk about that next week. Sounds good. Uh, I gotta, all right, see you then. Uh, see you then. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Eric? Oh, <laughs> uh, so apparently... Uh, the movie I just picked is not available to watch on Amazon Prime. What? Yep. Are you gaslighting me again? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I, think, I think Amazon is gaslighting me. <laughs> yeah, was it ever even there to begin with? I don't think this movie ever existed. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a the remake that we talked about for sure existed. <laughs> sure, I've seen that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man, this is uh, annoying. It is annoying. Absolutely. Uh, is, is, did this happen the last time I picked the movie, too? No, that was a movie that I picked. Okay, oh, that's right, because you were very upset. <laughs> I, was. I was. I was very annoyed. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, I guess I got to pick another one. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we're going to... I just, you know, had a mood that I kind of want to head to with the movie that we watched. Sure. So I'm, I'm hoping that this, uh, uh, this backup uh, is, uh, you know, of a similar piece. Uh, but I'm thinking we should watch... Uh, the 1972 Charles Bronson classic, The Mechanic. Okay. Which, coincidentally, was also remade. Yes. All right. <laughs> Interesting. So, don't watch the remake. No. Okay. Uh, which uh, I also believe stars Jason Statham. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, this is uh, Charles Bronson and Yann Michael Vincent. Okay, is it is it Yan Michael Vincent? I don't believe it is. Okay, you're you're just gaslighting me once again. Yeah, I'm trying to get in as many as I can here. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate that you're staying on theme. Well, you know, uh, if there's anything that I am, it's consistent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. This is also another example of me gaslighting you. <laughs> Oh boy, the mechanic. <laughs> the mechanic. All right. All right, we'll uh we'll talk about that next week. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.